they will help you navigate what's next. It's not because you're going to them and you have to leave the man today or you have to leave the children behind today. It is because you're going to help you unpack your stuff mm-hmm. so that like Cindy just said, she's sitting in, in, in with the therapist and it's like, wait a minute, whoa, this is me. Until you get to that point where you realize, okay, I really don't need to be here. They will be with you, but you got to make that first step. Yeah. This, this, that, oh, that's the only way this works is you making the choice to decide that, like you said, deserve better. So self-care starts with, first of all, again, understanding that it wasn't your fault. Yeah. None of this that happened to you, it was ever because of you. They are the ones that made the choice to abuse you. They are the ones that put you in a space mentally, emotionally, and physically to yeah. be in this position. They are the ones that have your children acting out. They are the ones, they are the ones, they are the ones. So let's put blame where it lies. I never did this to myself. I needed to give back mm-hmm. this thing to who it belonged to. And that was my abuser. Once I realized that, mm-hmm. game changer. Let me tell you something. At 35, I'm now 44. Mm-hmm. 35, even though I'm married to my husband and I love him dearly and we have a good, decent relationship. Nobody's perfect, right? We have our arguments and our arguments consist of we'll agree to disagree. Right. You think the man red, I think the man blue. Leave it at that. Right. Okay? Right. We can adjust it another time or cool. I'm going to go about my business. Right. Right. But for me, 35, I came to the realization that I came into this relationship, this marriage as an individual. And there are things that I love that are innate and dear to me that you may not love. Yeah. Once I had that epiphany, Cindy, again, game changer. Yeah. Because even though we come together and we do things and we have a good time, there are still things that I like to do or that are important to me that isn't important to him. I'm not going to sit home and say, man, I had a bad day and I can't wait for him to come home to make me happy. No. That's not how this works. You are responsible for your own happiness. So oftentimes we say, okay, he know he hit me today and he's got to come home today and he's got to apologize and that's going to make me feel better. No, that's not the way this works. Okay. You have to, are responsible for picking yourself up and how you do that. You do, you do things and you find things that bring you joy. Yeah. Not the other way around. Okay, because guess what? He's coming home or she's coming home from a potentially bad day, too. Yeah. And they're expecting they're good. You're going to make them happy. Yeah. What happens next? Nothing. Nothing. Everybody's miserable. All of that. So, again, love my husband dearly. I love to travel. He doesn't like long flights. His maximum is six hours. Okay. The places I go are way further than six hours away. Yeah. Guess what Laverne does every year, once a year. Besides other travel, I go on an international trip for my birthday. Our son has soccer. I say, see you in a week. Make sure you take him to soccer. Love you. And he's okay. Because I set those boundaries from very early on. I said, this is what is important to me. And again, again not talking about necessarily travel, but do you, do you like to pray? Yeah. Set aside, set, find a prayer room. Yeah, that's important to you. Set that aside. Let them know if you're dating in the beginning that that's important to you. That brings you joy. Yes. You like to meditate. Find time to do that on your own. Mm -hmm. You like yoga. You like exercising. Let them know that this is important to you from the very beginning. 
Okay? You like to volunteer? Let them know that Saturdays, that's my time to give back. Whatever it is that brings you joy, always set those boundaries from very early on because that is what they're going to have to respect throughout the relationship. And if they don't respect it, I, I think with Caribbean women, I will just speak because I'm from Trinidad. Absolutely. In my perspective on marriage was to submit. Yes. Okay. I yes. felt as though you are supposed to be the superwoman. You yes. cook all the food, you make sure everything is taken care of, you serve them on the... I mean, that was... And who, I didn't know who I was. I mean, I, you know, I didn't, right. this person, yeah, I'm saying, wow, if I was this girl so many years ago, you know where I would be right now? Right. It was like, you almost have no identity because you have to follow in the shadow of the man, which it, it, it And where did you learn that? But where did you learn that, Cindy? That wasn't something you just decided no, to do. No. Where but did you learn that? All my family, like all the women. Every single woman was just... Learned behavior. Yeah. Every single woman was of such caretakers and such, you know, and, and the men were these strong, powerful people. And it's just, you know, and, and so... Yeah. That's where gender stereotypes affect our kids from very early on. So from very early on, girls, really across the board, they're taught or we're taught be seen and not seen. Yes. Speak when you're spoken to. Yes. Be quiet. Um, be if you come home pregnant, that's a problem. Yeah. But when you get older, you got to be good enough to find a good man who's going to take care of you. Yes. You got to do your best, okay? Because the next girl is a competition and you got to do right by him. And then you make sure the food's right. Yeah. And, you know, you got to learn to cook. But yeah. boys, boys are told from very early on... Boy, you know, you're 16 and you have about 17, girl. Cha! Boy. You're doing good, boy. Pat on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Even before that, our yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds, they're being told, you know, if you hit a girl, okay, and, and, and even as girls, we're told if he hits you, he likes you. Yeah. If he pulls in here, he I, likes you. If he hits you, he likes you. Yes. Oh my God. So yeah. these men, this mentality goes with these kids into teenagehood mm -hmm. and then they go on to college and they're living on campus by themselves and now they got to navigate the world by themselves and you wonder why sexual assault is such a prevalent thing on, on on college campuses or when boys get into that point where they're living alone mm -hmm. um and they have to you know uh, adult yeah. um and be or if they're at school and the way that they treat girls. I remember coming up, I went to Success Laventil Composite. Hey, <laughs> live big up Laventil. And I remember there were so many boys that had the same level mentality. Yeah. And now I look back and I understand why. It's because, and I've talked to uh, uh, more than a few of them that say, my parents or my father was just like that. And I'm ashamed of who I was then learned behavior. And so again, we take these attitudes and behaviors into adult relationships and we believe inherently this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So as parents, we have to be so careful with our kids that we're not sending the wrong message to them that girls can do what boys can do. Okay. Exactly. Do you think that Trinidad, and I can't talk for other islands, but do you think, I remember growing up and seeing some of my uncles, how they behaved, you know, domestic violence and Police wouldn't come. 
Mm-hmm. Please, absolutely. They don't come. They don't come. They drag mm-hmm. any woman down the streets. Um, yes, ma'am. My father, again, who was articulate, mm-hmm. well-spoken, the very few times I remember police showing up at the house, they talked to him. Right. Not my mother, because he could converse. My mother would cowering in the back. Nothing happened, officer. Yeah. Everything okay. Because you knew, first of all, they're not going to arrest him. And even if they arrested him, he's going to be out very shortly. And when he comes home, guess who has the brunt to pay? Because they weren't really doing... Again, I was born in 77, but really knew myself in the 80s. In the 80s, there's no domestic violence laws. There's no... Even the term domestic violence isn't, isn't really prevalent then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in many, and in many rural areas, it still even isn't a thing. This is culturally yeah. accepted. When we talk about India, a country like India, where you marry into a marriage that the man may be abusive, where and then you, you get into the family, the mother and the father are absolutely okay to abuse their daughter-in-law. Yes. It's culturally acceptable. Okay? So again, it depends on where you go. But again, at, at that time, there was no police showing up. And when they did, it was very lax. All right, hola, hola. Behave for yourself, eh? Yeah. It's a husband and wife thing. Let me go now, let me go. Yeah. So, That's what I remember, do you, right? And I, now? Go ahead. Do you think, go ahead. What'd you say? Do, do you think that has changed now? I think the level of awareness has gotten to a point where Trinidad understands that this is an epidemic. And so my cousin works for the TTPS and um, he maybe about, I'd say just before the pandemic started, Mm uh, uh, the commissioner for police, Gary Griffith, uh, enacted the um, gender-based violence unit. And so the gender-based violence unit exists to help victims of abuse if you decide to report. But again, nobody can help if you don't say anything. And that's what I want to impart on people is that your voice has power. And if you seek to do this safely through the proper channels, you can get help. But if you do nothing, nothing happens. And so the gender-based violence unit does exist and you can get help specifically for this issue and they will lock him up and they will take him away and they will not let him out and the case no matter what you say two days later oh officer i didn't mean it i want him to come back home because you're fearful they're not gonna let him come home right and these are the levels that, that i don't think that people again resources that people don't understand exist so we have to keep talking about it like uh, these lives and putting out resources so people can understand that yesterday is not today things are a little bit different but if people don't know they don't know so G, um the gender based violence does, unit does exist and they do report um specifically for crimes that of evolve around um, uh, sexual assault and domestic violence. Um, And again, there are many, there are more than a few agencies that exist in Trinidad that help. Again, CADV, the shelter, there's others that I think uh, for the Caribbean, it's 800-SAVE, I believe is the the hotline. 800-SAVE is the the number for, to to find out where help is in not just Trinidad, I believe it's the Caribbean. So again, just finding out where help is, um, is the first step to just figuring out what's next and not having it be so daunting. Yeah. Yes. 
definitely. We can do walks as much as, you know, we can walk. You know, I, I hear about all these walks and we, we, we also do an, an awareness walk um, every year. It's now a walk in heels. We have men just before the pandemic, we had men joining us walking in heels to raise awareness. And it's the funniest thing you'll ever see, but it's one of the most gratifying days for people, for victims and survivors to be able to use their voice in that way. We can do walks, we can hold rallies, we can, you know, all this stuff, but that is not at the core of change. What's going to change is when systems and 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 you know the people that are put in place to help us yes. hold abusers accountable, including us. Yes. Communities that are on the outside looking in hold abusers accountable. Stop victim blaming, stop victim shaming. Yes. It it irks me to the highest power when I go on a, on a post where a celebrity has been affected by this issue and it's all over the news and people are saying, man, she's only there because she, she wants money yeah. and she's trying to destroy my boy's reputation and he would never do that. Like you're behind closed doors and you know what these people do when the doors close at night um, and they're bullying and they're, they're, they're blaming and they're shaming the woman. And it's like, come on, guys, you got to do better than that. Get educated. It doesn't take much. But as a society, it's easier to do that. It's easier to point fingers. It's easier to say she's there because she wants to be. Yes. It's easier to say. On the licks. And she want to stay. Well, yeah. That's what I say. She want the licks and she want to stay there for so long. What, without understanding. What it takes to leave this these types of relationships. It's not get up and leave. That's not how easy this thing is. There's so many ramifications. Okay. Victims will often justify it as, well, you know what? He beats me, but he takes care of the kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. He beats me, but he pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> she yells and screams at me in front of my children. But you know what? She's a good, she's, she, she's good in bed. Yeah. All these, all these rationalizations come about, but then even beyond that, there's so many reasons why victims end up staying, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have the support from family members because they've said, I tell you to leave a gazillion times and you still leave. So you know what I done? Mm -hmm. Don't come to me and tell me that. So you don't have support. You believe that it's not abuse. So you stay, you think it's not as bad. Mm -hmm. You don't have um, a, a financial uh, um, uh, way out yeah. because you're dependent on the man. Mm -hmm. You you stay because you think the children are going to be destitute without the father. Right. Um, you know, immigration. Right. So mm -hmm. you live Venezuela. <laughs> he comes from Trinidad. I'm just going to be I'm trying to break it down. He leaves, she, you live in Venezuela. He lives in Trinidad. He comes to Venezuela. He picks you up. He said, come, when you come, I'll, you know, I'll get your papers and we were married and things like that. And then you come to another country and then the abuse ensues and nothing else. Yeah. Now you have no family. You can't go back. Right? So immigration. Mm -hmm. It may be because you're in a, 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 a un, you know, a, un sort of not out public uh, gay or lesbian relationship. Mm -hmm. So your family or friends don't know you're gay. And then they're threatening you every day that if you decide to say anything, I'm going to out you. 
So the fear of that looms over you. There's so many reasons, Cindy, why victims stay in these relationships. And the onus responsibility should not be put on us as victims. It should be placed back on abusers. Why do they abuse? How can we get them to, 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 to unlearn the behaviors before they get to a point that it can exacerbate into these types of um, um, relationships? How can we hold them one, uh, more accountable? They violated the restraining order three friggin' times. How much time is it going to take for you to help me and put him up yeah in jail where they need to stay yeah we need to hold abusers more accountable slaps on the wrist are not going to work we need to train judges across the board on domestic violence how to spot those signs not just in regular court but in family court right victims get re-victimized when they go to family court because you know we want to reunite the family and you know what he presents so well somebody like my father if my mother had to go to family court he would have absolutely been okay to keep us she would have been stripped of us. She yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. He's a financial breadwinner. Oh, she's he's articulate and can talk his way out. Yeah. I have a friend right now going through a divorce and the judges and them are allowing him visitation rights with a three-year-old and he has perhaps failed every drug test. Nope. Cocaine. And this girl is fighting for her child. Nope. And they are nope. Nope. Nope, 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 and nope. Family, so systems that are, are oftentimes, and I don't want this to deter folks from getting help. This is not what we're saying. No, no. What we're saying is that, and you said something earlier that is spot on, that you fought your way out yeah. to be this person that you are today. I made a decision and I was going to fight. I was in the box and I said, you know what? And Soka got me through it. I was just like, you know I what? love it. I, I I lost my identity because he's not Trinidadian and I followed yeah. the steps. I had left all my culture because I wanted to be a good wife. And I found that soca at a studio one day, a dance studio, and I started listening to it. And that little girl that that walked on high street was started yeah. to blow up. And I said, you know what? I am going to fight for my life. That's it. That's it. I'm, That's it. And life. That's it. And that's the point that you have to get to, to realize that no matter what, mm -hmm. I'm going to just keep on keeping on. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. And I know oftentimes we get to the end and we have nothing left. No. We feel like we have nothing left. We've been told no by one system. So you're just going to stop and you're just going to go back. That's not what you want to do. Yeah. Right. You got to get supports in place. That's going to keep you strong mentally yeah. to forge and fight on. And again, DV agencies can do that for you. DV agencies can get you that level of mental support that you need yeah. to keep pressing forward. Yeah. Right. Because oftentimes, like I said, sometimes family and friends aren't there and you don't even trust to tell them what you've oh, been through. So again, embarrass your shame. You've seen everybody. You're embarrassed. You're shamed. No. So take, take, take that. And just, again, find the help that you know, that will not judge you. Yeah. Okay. And if you're someone that's a bystander or, and I hate that word, I stopped using it. I need to get it out of my head and my vocabulary, not a bystander. If you're an upstander mm -hmm. and you have a friend that is going through this issue, be that non-judgmental support. So listen, girl, I know you had to go to work and you don't want, you don't have time to go on city, city therapist because you had to pick up the kids or whatever. I'll give you a ride. Or, you know what, girl, I got you. I'll pick up the kids yes. or, you know, I'll keep them for you. 
Be that non-judgmental support every which way you can to enable them, to empower them, to make them, to help them want to make the next step. Don't say, Gil, you can come and sleep on my couch. Leave me. Yes. Yes. That's a week. That's a week. Maybe that's two days. Maybe what happens after that? Yeah. Can you keep them in your couch for a month or a year? And that's what victims are thinking about. I got to end up going back. Yeah. Because guess what? This is only going to be temporary. So when you say things like, come by me and stay, think that through. Yeah. Don't say that. Say, look, here's the number to a DV agency that I know can help you further. And if you need my support, I'm here. Yeah. And let them make the choice and the decision on their own time when they're ready. Because they, they're they the ones, they're the only ones that know what level of safety or what level of danger they could be in at any given point. So. Um, I hope this was helpful. Um, I don't know where we are in terms of time. I know you, you're just an amazing person uh, oh. being here. Um, whew. I do want to point out this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, yes. folks. October is DV Awareness Month in the States. Um, and, uh, you know, if you can do one thing after you leave this live, if this, if you've never been affected by this issue, you know, someone going through it again, go on the DV agency website and just peruse, peruse to see what services are available, how you can help someone in need, um, going forward. And, and please, if you get a chance, read the book, the book really gives a real behind the scenes. It really fleshes out what I talked about here today. Yes, the book. So it's called The Legacy He Left Me. Um, you can find it at thelegacyheleftme.com. For folks in Trinidad, I know you have asked. There are so many people that have said, when can we get the book? It's been out since June. Um, and I finally now have been in contact with Mohammed's bookstores. So it's going to be on the shelves of Mohammed, Mohammed's bookstores. I'm potentially going to have a book signing. I'm visiting there in December. December 9th is when I'm going to be visiting. We have to work out a date hopefully for a book signing but if i can get one i'd love for you guys to come by and meet you in person um give you a hug i don't care about no damn covid i'll have a mask on whatever um and meet you in person this it's going to be on on the shelves of muhammad and then you can also find it at walmart um amazon at the legacy he left me.com is where you get it directly anywhere books are sold barnes and noble it's everywhere it's even in a bookstore in london um and so i just want to impart on you to sit down take time read the book it is very triggering so take time with yourself when you read it it chronicles being a child witness it chronicles what the red flags are when you're getting into an adult relationship it chronicles what it looks like to be in a relationship at 21 to 23 young adults um but it also talks about leaving and what that looked like for me. But then beyond leaving and surviving, what it means to thrive. We get out of these situations and people think, all right, right. I survived. So I'm going to just be, I'm just going to go about my business. I'm never going to talk about that again. That was a time in my life I'm ashamed about. I'll never bring that up again. But there is life after abuse. I promise you. I promise you that if you decide to make the decision to leave, you can find life. And I don't want to use the word happiness. Happiness is fleeting. You can find contentment after you leave abuse. I promise you. I promise you it's beautiful. That's a fact. Okay. Cindy has experienced it. I'm experiencing it. And we're not just survivors. We are survivors. Yes. Okay. Sir Thrivers. And I want you to, to, to understand that you can do that too. 